just want to hit that vape, get grab that vape from it. Oh, it is right there. Um, damn. Fucking cult wives. What's up? I can't hear you. What's up? Okay. Here, can I put this to the side right here? Yeah. Or do well, I want to talk right into it? Um, welcome to the Learning to Lose podcast. Thank is my you. mic on? Um, we have uh, a very special guest. He's um, young, good-looking, talented, sober. What's your actual name? My name's Dylan. Dylan Brown. Dylan. Yeah. Funny, and he's um. Yeah, I, I would say probably like one of the cooler people I've seen in the TikTok sober scene, which is kind of still pretty new, honestly. But like, there's you're like. You know, like all the players. Yeah, 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 and it's it's weird, dude. Because like at first, not gonna lie, bro, I was like a low key hater. I was like, this guy's popping. I was like, and then I then, like I I was like I learned and I started to do it. And yeah, there's like three people that I respect, and you're like at the top of them all. Thank you. I yeah, for it. sure, bro. What's up with that one sober guy? You're talking you- about Koi, aren't you? No, <clears throat> with the neck tats. No, I like Koi. I yeah. like I like what he's doing. I, think I don't know who that is. He does a lot of more inspirational stuff, I think, and I think it, that's it, it's, it's called Koi. Koi's Koi sober, I think. He's got like um C O Y. Oh, I follow him. He's got like 500k or something like that. Huh. Overnight though. Yeah. He's got, well, I think he's only got like seven months sober at this point, and he's got like 500K all off of, yeah, quite sober. And, and then, who, yeah, there's this other guy. Um, sober comedy? Sober mode? No. Yeah, sober comedy. Yeah. He's, um, he's got the long brown hair. Yeah. Yeah, sober comedy. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. His I stuff know. is funny. Um, yeah, kind of. He made one video that I really liked about, like, it was some stitch with, um, like, he was checking someone into rehab and that, like, yeah, that was really good. I liked that one. Uh-huh. Yeah, I guess it's kind of funny. I feel like there's a ceiling on the sober shit. There's going to be a ceiling on it, you know? Yeah. I think that, like... That's why I think it's dope that you have music and you're, yeah. you're not just a... I don't, like... Like, is that Sober Mo... What's his name? Sober Comedy? No, the other guy. Koi. Uh, Koi. What's his name? Um, On I, TikTok? Koi Sober Life. So that's it. His whole TikTok is, like, sober. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... I guess that's... I guess that kind of works when you're just, like, a th- one thing, but I don't really... I can't just do one thing. Yeah. Right? Like, I, I'm too ADHD. I'm too all over the place. Like, I, like, my plans are like, I, I'm horrible at plans. It's just whatever's going on right now is like what I'm doing, you know? And whether that's making music, whether that's doing a tattoo, whether that's like being here with you guys, whether that's going skating with all my sponsees, like every Saturday or going shopping, whatever, whatever it is, I need to be doing something new constantly, right? And that's the only things that I've found. Um, that bring me that newness is music, eh? Because you can make something new every single time. And then what I've found through sobriety is like every day is new, you know? And so that's what I enjoy about it. If I'm using, dude, I'm doing the same thing every day. I'm just smoking on a meth pipe and 
wasting my life away. Yeah, but that's different you know. from like what you're putting on TikTok. Yeah, I mean, I put I put a lot about. I'm, I'm right now. I'm just talking about like what people are doing on the oh, internet as, yeah. as far as representing. Like this sober guy, Koi, like he's yeah. just all he is is sober. Yeah, yeah. And for but sure. that's not all he is. Yeah, no. So why don't we what else are what else is there? To Koi specifically? To, to, yeah, yeah. Um, I d I don't know. Yeah. I I don't, I don't know, know why I'm so like obsessed with this lately. Topic? Yeah, like I'm so obsessed with like first of all, I don't really think that like the text over music thing mm -hmm. is 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 a is a like going to be good for long term i think that's just like playing the tiktok game yeah 100%. like it's basically an app it's like a yeah. game yeah if you play the game right you'll yeah. get a lot of views and likes but it won't equate to anything isn't that the goal though isn't that the goal to like kind of uh, follow these trends? Well, this, see, on TikTok, yeah. Well, if, if if you're if you're doing TikTok's goal and you're working for the company and the brand, then yes, absolutely. But, but if you want to work towards your company and your brand, then yeah. like that's not like who like okay. So like just picture you're like a consumer, right? Mm -hmm. And you see a dude like with text and like of song and you're like oh that was funny is that really gonna make you a fan of that person no i think what like makes people a fan of for in particular dylan here is the fact that he brings uh a level of genuine life bs you know it's like he brings his past into it so he gets big right and that's the goal of course but it's like what do you do with that and I think the point is to educate people on addiction and recovery, you know? And so to do that, you have to be relatable first. Yeah, but that's the thing is he didn't blow up with text over music. He blew up being himself the first time. Yeah, yeah. which is dope. I'm not saying – and we're not even talking about yeah. him right now. Yeah. Yeah, talking we're just talking general. about like that thing on TikTok and me just being like – I don't, but you know, but then again, it's like if it gets you a million views and some new people who now are like looking at like the stuff. real you. Yeah. I just, I personally, I value like that. I was excited to get you talking. Yeah. Cause I scrolled a little bit and yeah. I didn't really see you. Yeah. So, but I mean, I'm sure you are there a lot. I, when I open my mouth, is usually when I tend to get videos taken down just because like, yeah, I just say it's, a lot of stupid things. It's hard, right? I'm it's a, so hard, it's, bro. Especially in the recovery world, with talking about what I'm trying to talk about, people just take it down, or the algorithm, whatever it is, takes it down, right? It's horrible. And so, what I did originally is I was just most of my videos. I didn't do a lot of videos where I was doing a song over like a text to speech, right? Right. I was doing like me talking about recovery, talking about my past, talking about drug addiction, talking about my sobriety, where I was, how far I've come, what it took to get there, what I did, you know? And I kept getting permanently banned. I'd get to 340K, I get permanently banned. I get to 200K, I get banned, right? It's um, just like so crazy. This time, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to do an even mix of those, right? Where I talk, um, 
I do those videos to get people in, right? And then I have my videos where I actually talk, like, real stuff. Like, I just dropped, like, four videos in the past two days of me, like, responding to either, A, like, comments or me talking about, like, real sober stuff. Yeah, I saw that. Like... I saw that. Yeah, like, I'm trying to do both sides of things, right? So people get the real genuine me while at the same time I'm still bringing people in so that they get to see that, you know? Also, like, TikTok is super addicting. Oh, 100%. On and, it all and, 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 like, I actually just had some... Uh, have you heard of Unilad? It sounds... Yes, yeah. You know, like, yeah. Unilad and, like, Lad Bible. Yeah. Like, they're, like... I was so grateful and so, like... They, like, hit me up to do an interview, and they were like, yeah, we were trying to do... We were trying to find someone for Sober October, but she was saying how... And I've seen this, too. Like, most of the people that are doing this stuff online yeah they have not a whole lot of time yeah like he, you almost have two years yeah fuck yeah woody's got two years fuck yeah but there's i don't really see anyone that's got 16 well yeah because it's such a young demographic right yeah. so like you don't have like someone that might be 40 years old making tiktoks all the time that's you know me. but you do it differently right you're not doing it like the younger generation is doing it right. you're doing it in your own way and you you've created a different way of doing it where it's like face to face you're talking you're you're having a conversation you know yeah and um that's more i i think that's gonna be where it's more lasting right i think so too and that's kind of what I'm trying to just tell people. Uh, this TikTok yeah. thing is weird. Like, we'll get recognized, but I feel like uh, like a lot of people will just be like, oh, like I've seen you on TikTok. Yeah. But they're not really – Yeah. They don't really know. Yeah. It's weird, man. There's yeah. never been a time like this I- where like the, the playing field is almost like getting more level. Yeah. So there's like more people – who are like popular. Yeah. Anyone so can do it. I'm obsessed with trying to figure out a way to like be more than that. Yeah, yeah. but like that's the thing. I tell I've to, I've told you that like from what I see like from someone who's been consuming social media my entire life, like I look at my stuff and I look at a bunch of other people and they they might be big, but like you said it's like text over music. Right. And you're following is so engaged in dude what you eat for fucking breakfast that like that's how you fucking monetize it in the long run yeah like no one gives a fuck what i eat for breakfast unless i put some like funny shit over top of it yeah we have to be careful with the addictive part of it too because like you're gonna put some weird shit on it just to get the views yeah like did you see did you see the travis scott video i did with 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 uh, Wickham? No, that's the real shit. That's my real opinion on Travis Scott. Yeah. But like, I was up last night and couldn't sleep, and I just did like I thought it was gonna get a million views. It was like, uh, Travis Scott's reaction to somebody like dying in the corner at his show, and then it cut straight to Adam Levine pushing the fan away, mm. and that's like. I thought it was funny. Like, I wanted like be a comedian. Like, I'm not. I don't want to be a comedian, but I want to like share like what i think is funny and it just didn't fucking do well i got fucking pissed too soon yeah way too soon (laughs) no like there's a victim the the, uh, yeah it's a little too soon because people died right yeah like i've noticed that like last night i almost took a post down because i was like fuck dude i did take a post 
post. People are. I've never taken a post. I know, dude. I've only I've only done that once, and it was over some stupid. Like people, it was was over a tattoo video. People got so offended over absolutely nothing. So why did you take it down? Because I was so frustrated that people got offended over nothing, and I wanted to stop seeing it. I was like, wow, you guys are so annoying. (laughs) What was the tattoo? I, I just said people that like have like it was some dude that just got his knuckles blasted with something and I was like dude like before you do that like maybe like get some other tattoos you know and he was like showing it off like he was super cool because he got his knuckles specifically blasted and I was <laughs> like that's okay you got your knuckles blasted dude like yeah it's not like a big ordeal you know and it's um, weird man I it can just turn on you. I'm like so into like ta- like earning tattoos, right? Like I have my whole chest covered. I have like my stomach starting, my legs starting. I have like my arms covered, you know. Like before I got to my fingers or my neck, like I earned it, you know. I got a lot of other spots done, you know, and uh, that's something I believe in. And like just to be like completely like hated on. It's the same thing with, like, I think weed maintenance within TikTok, you know? It's the same, like, people get so aggressive, and I think there's there's a lot of denial. There's truth, and there's denial and everything, right? Well, what's the weed thing? Um, I've made videos where people, like... Um, there's people saying like, oh yeah, weed maintenance is sober. And I'm like, that's not sober though. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't believe that's sober. I was, I was raised on, um, I was raised on. Yeah. We're going to have to have Billy sit down somehow. Do you care to let him jump in? Yeah, it's fine. Hop in bro. This is my co-host. All right, cool. What's up dog? But Um, like, why don't you pull up another chair and have homeboy sit next to you? Yeah. And you guys can share a mic. and and if and if some more people come, we can do the meeting. But unless if nobody comes, this is uh, he 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 runs a sober living. He yeah, got two years sober. Yeah, almost two years. And he's like doing his thing on TikTok. Yeah, just like you. I mean, yeah, like fifteen years younger. Oh. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, but I got sober at twenty-one too. Or I got sober at nineteen. Nineteen, but yeah, yeah. it's the same ballpark. That's the other topic is he like manages a sober living. Yeah, that's cool. It's crazy. And, and so you have a girl? Yeah, I do. I have How a long have you been with her? I've been with her probably like six or seven months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's super rad. She makes TikToks and stuff too. She's getting sober. She's doing it. Um, she's working with a sponsor, doing what she needs to get done. You mm-hmm. know? So the sober living you manage, you went through? Uh, no, I went through a program called Shoreline. Um, he's currently there. Um, and I spent about eight months there, seven, eight months there. And then I worked for them for a bit. And then, um, one of the workers there opened a um, house and I was about to be homeless and he hit me up and he was like, dude, like, you want to come manage my house? I was like, yes, <laughs> you know, mm. I would love to. And I, I, I wrote all the rules out. I wrote everything out. Um, I got a lot, I've gotten a lot of the people in there that go there, you know, um, and I, it's kind of like my little baby, you know, is that spot. Um, yeah. And <laughs> yeah, I like set up how everything kind of runs. Obviously, like the owner gave input in and stuff like that, too. But I, I he gave me a lot of um, room to breathe. And oh, thank you. Um, he gave me a lot of room to breathe and figure out what I wanted to do, too. You know, and that was really crucial in where it's at now. Um 
Yeah, I really, I, I, I really like your music. Thank you, I appreciate Dude, it. Like, just, like, can you pull that one up real quick? Yeah. Just look so we can show Billy. Yeah. Can you crack your window a little bit? Yeah. Thanks. And then we're gonna stop smoking. Um, oh, we should hit this with WD forty. Okay. Um, that's a squeaker. <laughs> I mean, you don't need to like do it right, right now. now. I mean, I'm a doer. Okay, cool. Should I play it? Yeah, on the mic. Okay, cool. Oh, but uh, do we have any more? Ha- oh, we only have two. Yeah. Okay. Turn it up all the way. Yeah, um, yeah, I think that you you're you got potential. It's really cool to see. I appreciate it. I've done a lot of work on getting to where I am with music and teaching myself everything. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You do you do it all on the computer, like through Logic. Yeah, or? I I have a MacBook and I I run Logic Pro. I use Kayla. Um, I use mainly like the uh, Ozone 8 and Nectar 3 plugins, and I like screw around with those, and then just presets that are already on Logic, and um, I make my own presets and stuff. I can't really like move this because this tripod is like blocking the. It's like block. It's like blocking the thing. I'm on the way. Thanks, thanks, cool. buddy. So this is Billy. Love you. Uh, my uh, sponsor and co-host. Hello. What's up? How's your vertigo? What's your name? I'm feeling a little better, thank fucking God. Thank God. Yeah. Billy's got, how much time you got? Dude, today's the 8th? Tomorrow I have 25 years legit. All right. That's right. what's up. Hell yeah. My birthday, I forgot. Happy birthday. I thank mean, you. you know, when you have, his, his, I mean, his, he goes by Colt Wives. Colt Wives. Yeah. But well, his name is. My name's Dylan Brown. Dylan. Yeah. That's a cool name too, though. Colt uh, Wives, but so is Dylan. That's yeah, a cool name. Yeah, Dylan's cool too. But yeah, when, when you, uh, it's weird to say this. I feel like it doesn't necessarily need to always be this way. But when you have sixteen and twenty-five, you just there's some serious lows yeah. that come in sobriety. Um, that have come for me mm-hmm. and, and, and have come for him, mm-hmm. you know, like suicidal lows. Yeah. I've even if you're, you've already been there. Dude, I've, I mean, in sobriety and outside of sobriety, you know, I've, I've tried to take my life a couple of times. Mm, that's so you know? crazy, man. Yeah. I wonder if that's common to all alcoholic addicts. I think it is more than what's talked about, you know? I or think, at least the thought of doing it. Like, well, yeah, it's an easy way out, you know? And we love easy way outs, you know? Yeah, I guess so. We Drugs, just don't want to feel, right? you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
It's I not think, that you want to die so much. You just don't want to feel the pain. Yeah. I think that's yeah. overstated a lot too. Like the, oh, I don't want to feel because like when I was using, like it didn't matter what I took, I still felt, you know, and I felt absolutely miserable with it. And a lot of times, I mean, maybe I was in psychosis a lot, but like I still felt when I was using, you know, but like it took everything else that was going along or going around just, me just, away. Just don't go further than a fist. Yeah. Because okay. I want to hear what you're saying. You don't need yeah. to be super close, but, um, yeah, so you're saying you didn't feel – you always felt, even when you got loaded. Yeah, yeah I, but it still makes you – it helps. Yeah, it, it takes your mind off of it. It helps. You still feel the physical pain of your emotions, but it takes your mind off of what that even is, mm. I think, you know? Yeah. I mean, Oxycontin just straight up blocks your feeling receptors. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was I, never into that as much. I was more uppers, so. Yeah. Madison – I loved Oxycontin. Call Jose. You know, yeah, Oxy was my shit. <laughs> it yeah. sounds good, man. Really awesome show called Dope Sick. It's I've like, heard about it. Dude, it's the best show I've seen in a long time. Um. So how long have you guys been talking? 20 minutes. Yeah. Well, since like 8.30 this morning. Oh, yeah. I, I totally read when I was supposed to be here, Ron. <laughs> You got here this morning? <laughs> yeah, he said 10, and so I was like, oh, they probably get up super early because it's all structured and stuff, so they probably mean like 10 in the morning, so I, I picked him up at like 4.30, and we like mobbed no. it down here. I'm st- Are you guys from somewhere else? <laughs> from San Diego. Oh. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm literally like still in the like touring in a band lifestyle. Yeah. Like they get up early, but like I don't. Yeah. Like we're doing this podcast till 2 a.m. Yeah. sometimes yeah like, and then i'm doing stuff till i don't go to sleep till two thirty three. i was up till three last night and then i woke up at four so but but you yeah. opened the sober living oh shit yeah. so you didn't sleep no I, you all right oh yeah dude i'm i'm a tweaker <laughs> mm. i can go without wow. sleep you know i see that now you know that's funny him and johnny were just like they were hitting it off yeah I just ah oh man, you're just great, dude. Like you, you ha- I can just tell the thing that's going to save you, yeah. and the thing that's also going to like be the catalyst for your success is your humility. Yeah, I feel like you were maybe just talking about that in a video. Yeah, I I don't know if it was in a video. I know for me though, like dude, I don't know shit. I know it's literally going to save your life. I, I'm smart, but I don't know shit. You yeah. know, like. And I've I've had a lot of experience in a lot of mental health stuff. I have had a lot of experience managing mental health, um, having friends with mental health, my own mental health. I have quite a lot of mental health disorders, you know, like I... Like what? Borderline personality, bipolar type 2. I struggle with um, not as much anymore, but especially in early sobriety, severe PTSD. Um, Let's see, dyslexia, ADHD, if you want to count those in, you know. I feel like we all have PTSD, right? I'm fucked up. I don't know. I haven't been diagnosed. <laughs> I got sure. diagnosed when I was high once. They said I was borderline too. But I mean, we, 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 we've all, if you're an alcoholic, 90% yeah. of the ch- time, you're probably have had we, traumatic events oh, happen yeah, in your life. Dude. Some more like obvious than others, but like even just like something like being put in the middle of like a 20 year divorce and being yeah. used as like a pawn is yeah. like that was like my trauma, you know? Yeah. Like emotional, mental trauma. 
Well, trauma can just be emotionally around a moment, you know, like what you're Honestly, doing I can hear things you like loud and clear. <laughs> things previously that have happened and you're thinking about them in a moment can be traumatic. I get PTSD flashbacks to just driving in my car going around the country when I was when I was doing that, you know, and I was on my mm-hmm. own and I was running away, you know. It's just everything leading up to that moment, you know, that's the moment that was like where it was just heart wrenching for me. And I, I, I get flashback to my heart being wrenched out of my body and then I come back and I'm like, Whoa, I'm not in the car, whoa. Like you know, mm-hmm. and those are like really gnarly moments for me you know Wait, I, you I, got hit by a semi right i got hit by a semi that's not even like i don't even think about that rarely you know that's, and you broke bones no I, I i i had a bunch of glass shards in my skull i got thrown 200 feet though pretty much in my and truck you didn't break anything i didn't break anything i had like a gnarly scar right here and oh but you were in a truck i was in a truck and i got hit by a semi truck type thing i don't know why i thought like you just got hit like, no like I I was I was walking into the hospital and this Native American dude walked up to me and he was like, "Were you the guy that just got hit on the freeway?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he did all these blessings and stuff over me. And he's like, "I thought you died. I could hear you scream." And I was like, "Whoa, hmm. whoa!" Like that was a gnarly moment. So can I add a little cohesion to all this? Because yeah. I've just walked in here. Was that okay with you? Please, bro. Okay, so your name is Dylan, yes. but you go by go by Colwise. Cult wives. Yes. Okay, and that's like a, a social media handle. Yeah. Kind of thing? It's just so I used to go by Schizo, right? Mm-hmm. And um, that was my biggest account that I've had, and I keep getting back up to it, and then I get permanently banned again. But um, from what? From all of them, or just 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 from like TikTok stuff? Um, fucking TikTok. Huh? I know, and um, but all my followers call themselves my cult wives. Like I, I go, I. Went probably live every day for at least three hours for probably seven months, right? And that was a lot of where I gave actual me, right? Um, wow. What we were talking about earlier. Um, I haven't done that as much in the past month because um, I've had more personal stuff going on. And so I haven't been able to do that. I don't have the energy at the end of the day to do that. Um, but I would get on live and they'd be like, oh, I'm your cult wife from Norway. I'm your cult wife from Alabama. I'm your cult wife in England, you know? And so mm-hmm. like when that account went down... My first thought was like, well, an ode of that, you know, because that was a really cool thing that we had going on. Like, I'll, I'll name myself Cult Wives moving forward, you know. Hmm. Um, and that was something that, like, I want to stick with me moving forward. I think it's great. Yeah. It's original. I think it can work for your artist name. Yeah. And your hand. I think it can work for everything. Yeah. And so um, this is your homie that came up here with you? This is my sponsee, yeah. I can't drive far right distances, on. so. How much time do you got? Four months. Nice. What's your name? Tyler. Tyler. Nice to so meet you. So he's in the sober living. He's not in my sober oh, he's living. In he's in the one that I used to work at. Oh, the one that you went through? Yeah, that I went through. Right. Yeah. And how, how long were you there for? I was there for, um, I, wor- I was there for about seven months and I worked there for about seven months. Cool. Yeah. And so you escaped some situation. What, what's, what state are you from here? I'm from California. Um, and I left, um, yeah i left for a while dude i left california yeah i left california and i traveled with this girl that i was dating for a while how old were you i was it was like right around when i think i turned 19 and then it like ended right around before i turned 20 so you were just kind of on the road for like six months or something a little bit longer than that i think and just on the road yeah And, and money came from where um i was um 
my girlfriend at the time was a stripper. So you could just get gigs yeah, at lo- town to town. Really? Yeah, or like we stayed in Arkansas and and worked in Memphis for a while. Hmm. And she would. And you guys were tweaking at that point. Yeah. Interesting. And what? Why did you leave? Um, I left because um, a lot of things. I was in this music group that um. I was in with a bunch of people I viewed as my brothers and they kind of just like pushed me out out of nowhere one day. And Mm. that was kind of all I knew. And that was like my whole personality and who I was, was that group, you know? And like, I wrote hard for that group. And that was really, that was, it was a really hard moment. Like having them be like, we, we were going in a different direction, dude. It's not that you make bad music. It's that like, we're just going in a different direction. Holy shit. It sounds like major rejection. Yeah. 100. Um, I didn't get out of bed for three days after that. And, and what are they doing? Um, they're doing really well. What um, are they called? Kavon. And I think the other, I forget the other, his little brother's name is like Sausch. What do they do? They do like hard trap metal, like type stuff. So they definitely went in a different direction than I went in. Mm. But at the same time, it was like, these were people like I would step in front of a bullet for, and it felt like, it felt like they were stabbing me in my back, you know? Why would they do that? Um... I don't think they had any ill will, you know, like we still talked and hung out afterwards, you know, it took me a bit, it was hard for me to be around them, you know, I, I it's hard for me to reconnect with them now. Mm. Um, that was, Rejection's a motherfucker, yeah. that's like number one. Yeah. I mean, if it's your family or whatever, you know. And what are they, what are they doing, I'm just curious, like. What are their numbers like? I think they're they have like a couple songs with a few million plays, but when it comes to social media, from what I know and I've seen, they're not doing that on you know? SoundCloud. Um, on YouTube, song. they posted it on some um, site or some YouTube platform that like has a lot of followers already, and it got a bunch of views. And mm-hmm. then I think their own Spotify is kind of blew up off of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and what about their all their handles. All their handles, I don't know their handles exactly right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't, I don't even follow them anymore. Yeah. So this music, it's all computer. There's not instruments being played. I'm just curious because back when I was, yeah. there was no computer. Yeah. It was all instrument. And, and, so. I mean, if I could make music and it was all instruments and I'd be around that and in the process of making the guitar yeah. and making the drums and everything like that, that would be my ideal way of doing it. I just haven't been around people that know how to do that. And I haven't like... I'm more of like the vocal guy. You it, know? It, oh. it, it doesn't matter, dude. Yeah. I'm not saying it matters. I'm just saying it's different. I'm no, just but curious. He, he just said that if he could, he would. But well, it's like, it's not. I mean, all that matters is that when someone listens to the yeah. song on their device mm-hmm. or their speakers or in their car, they feel a type of way. Yeah. And they enjoy what they're hearing. They have a feeling. That's all that matters. Yeah. I don't. It's really, it's kind of annoying to me because I come from an older generation of people who think that fucking matters. Yeah. And it doesn't, dude. I don't care if a fucking chimp made it on a fucking (laughs) iPhone. Yeah. If it's great, it's fucking great. Yeah. It just reminds me of like when Bob Dylan started doing new shit and everyone was just like hating on it. They're like, this isn't supposed to be, but like he fucking won, you know? That happens every time somebody does something new, though. Yeah, that's what—that's the reaction to the new. And then there's a minority of people but that I mean, follow that. But but then, making mu- laptop music isn't, yeah. isn't even new anymore. Yeah. It's just like 
But I mean, yeah, like the, 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 okay, thanks. The, this, the music, uh, here, actually, he can just have mine because I, I can't drink this. How I come? Because I need to eat food. I'm, I do too. Do you want me to order you guys something? I'm like on my half a, a barrel and a half of coffee and now I'm drinking tea. Yeah, I just like oh, can't. tea. Yeah, bro, mm-hmm. try it. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's crazy. crazy. So wait a minute. So uh, real quick. Know. And so you're, um, so you're, now you're sober for a while. You manage a sober living in San Diego. Yeah. Still doing your music. You have a social media presence. Yeah. I guess chicks really like you. That's why you're a cult wife. <laughs> um, and you know Pat through the grapevine somehow. Um, I've, I've seen Pat's videos for a while, but I think I was talking to you mainly. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean... Yeah, it's TikTok. Like we all know each other, you know yeah. what I mean. But I'm I'm actually curious, real quick. So, what did you see? What was the first video you saw of me? Um, I don't know exactly what the first one was, but you were on your phone running through the house asking people questions. I know that, and it was like the same kind of concept. This of, house, yeah, this house, oh. yeah. It was it was in this house, and you were. Um, I think it was the police one. Oh yeah, and then I saw right after that the one of the questions, but I saw the police one first, and I thought I was like, "That's I feel that you know, like I managed to sober living. Our uh-huh. neighbors hate us. We have done nothing wrong, you yeah, know." But like, so, so did you get that someone from TikTok is the one? The, the reason the cops came was because yeah. of someone yeah. from TikTok. Yeah, yeah, that's like, so stupid. Is that crazy? I think it's so ridiculous. I think there's so much stigma around sober livings or like anybody like that's sober trying to do something good that like people have to shut it down or like, well, I think it's kind of partly like if I can remove my ego and not play the victim. Yeah. It's partly what you just were saying. Like there's just a lot of shady motherfuckers. And yeah, if you saw, I mean a normal person who sees somebody posting online about a sober living i think mm-hmm. that their initial thought is going to be oh this person's probably not really doing the deal yeah which i guess especially if they look like me or you yeah i guess i could understand why they would think that but the truth is is like if we weren't mm-hmm. we wouldn't be trying to post about it yeah that's the thing that people yeah. don't understand like if i got like if I'm trying to sneak a bomb onto an airplane, I'm not going to dress crazy. Yeah. I'm going to like be like super low key and like not be posting and not be loud. Yeah. The loudest dude is got nothing to hide. Yeah. From what what I think. I fully agree with that. It's so funny, dude. So don't trip, but right now I'm just like having this weird moment like I'm seeing you sitting over there like 15 years ago. I mean, you got a gun on your hand. You got a gun on your hand. The hair when you were younger. <laughs> yeah, I've true. seen your hair when you were younger. Yeah. Just like all these commonalities is sort of really, it's kind of a trip. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> Trying to do music. Yeah. Do, do, did music. Like yeah. did music. Like mm-hmm. went hard and yeah. got a deal and toured and was like, yes, I'm, I, I did it, you know? Yeah. Like I'm going to be okay because I'm successful. Yeah. Dude, that's my main goal. But that's the wrong that's like that 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 almost killed me yeah because like once that started to like fade away which is which everything will eventually i was like extremely depressed 
and I felt like I lost my identity. 100%. As when know? I got sober, I had no idea who the fuck I was, and I had to, like, sit there, and I was like, oh, I just went from being, like, the craziest tweaker that everyone calls schizo, and, like, mm-hmm. um, I'm known for being crazy, to now I have to, like, be, like, an adult, and, like, what, wait, what, what, you know? And that was, it totally broke me down. I wanted to leave every goddamn second. You know, I was, I was, when I graduated, they told me I was the person they thought was least likely to graduate the entire time I was there out of over a hundred people. You said you wanted to leave where every second? Shoreline. I didn't want to be sober. I didn't, I would call my mom every day and I would say, can I just have a relationship with you and still use, can I call you once a month? You know, and she would be like, no, you're on a stepping stone. I know you're going to do it. You know, fuck you. You know, like that's not what I want. And one day she like told me, she was like, you know what? Why don't you just go do it then? And I was like, fuck. So when you entered sober living, did you want to be sober or, uh, I wanted to, you did want to, I mean, I had, it was your choice. I had just flatlined, you know, and like that, I, I, you mean um, you OD'd? Yeah. I I OD'd and flatlined for 30 seconds and on, on meth. Um, no, I was on like nine different substances. I was on a lot. Um, I had just gotten to Santa Barbara again and I had left that girl in Oakland and I came back to Santa Barbara. I got kicked out of my dad's house within like two days. Um, I came home on Oxycontin and some wine and um, trying to convince them that I had a job interview with some gardening, gardening place. And just so I could go to a party, you know, stupid lies, like things I'm grateful I don't lie for anymore, you know, Mm. but um I just stayed at this like beach city like area for about a week and a half before like it just, and it just progressively that's right when I started getting into opiates because I was never really an opiates guy but it was there so it was just kind of something to me to add to my high and then one night I just kept drinking and doing opiates and there was Xanax and there was ketamine and there was cocaine and there was I mean you name it acid you know, all at once. And then like after that high, it scared me straight for a little bit for like about a month. Was it a bad high? It was a really bad high. I I remember that. I remember when I was done and I kept going. Yeah. Fuck. And then once you do acid, you're stuck on a fucking eight hour ride or something. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. Nar nar. Yeah. Yeah. I um, I still feel it. (laughs) Yeah. I I see, see it in clouds all the time. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, dude, I, I had my friend put a blanket over my body while the cops were trying to get in to hide me. And like, it felt like it, that was like, that was my last memory. Right. Wow. And like, that was like, that was a gnarly moment. Right. Where like, I'm like, oh wow, my friend's like pretty much, I'm going to die here right now. You know? Right. They're like burying you kind of symbolically or something. Like, yeah. Like almost like the universe was, you know, uh, not even him. He was just trying to cover his own ass, you know? And uh-huh. like, yeah. Yeah. Not That's being able to move or anything, just like I can there. relate. When I finally got sober, I just felt like dead. Yeah, like the wind could blow right through me or something. It was yeah. a weird experience. And then after that, I also left my aquifer. I stayed sober. I don't know how. Yeah. So how old are you? I'm 21. 21. You've been sober for how long? About a, I think a year and eight months. Year and eight months. That's cool, and and so you made calls. You were trying to get out of this place you were in. Is that where you manage now? Um, no, no, I manage um, another sober living um, cool. from where I was at. I went to Ocean Hills for about forty days, and then I um, kept like begging them to get me out of there because I was convinced they were trying to steal my insurance money for making me stay longer when I I really just needed help. Uh-huh. Um, but I was still out of my mind at that point and Mm. then i got to shoreline and they like took me in and like a sick pup and i like 
dude, I didn't know how to do anything. They like pretty much like I had to have help buying groceries because I didn't know how. You right. know, at that no, point. I get it. Like, well, that's how messed up we are. I remember mentioning an old name like Rudy couldn't go in a, in a grocery store. Yeah. Like she just couldn't, wouldn't do it. She shopped at the gas station because she was comfortable. Yeah. I'm like, like, why don't you, you just go to the fucking supermarket? You mean like when she got sober? Or? When she was living with me. Right. Yeah. Um, Crazy. It's hard. Yeah. It's not easy. Yeah. Do you know Rudy? I don't, do I? Like the blonde chick that was on my TikTok a lot? Possibly. If I see her face, dude, I'm so bad with names. Yeah. I need to see faces. Okay, I guess I'm done questioning. So, so where, 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 where are you from, though, originally? I'm from Santa Barbara, California. Oh, okay, up there. Yeah, cool. Yeah. What kind of music do you like? I do. I like the old punk stuff. Like that's I, what I was hoping. Yeah, like that's the kind of stuff okay, I'm like into. What, though? Like RKL. Do you know RKL? Yeah. Yeah, I like RKL a lot. But then, what about Lagwagon? Lagwagon. I know a couple of their songs. But that's like what RKL. Like the guys from Lagwagon were rkl i don't know all the things behind it rkl that's funny because lagwa like rkl is considered like one of the best for when they did it yeah but it was a short-lived thing i'm pretty sure i feel like even the i feel like the legend like derek who became the drummer of lagwagon he's like this like legend you know fat records no you don't know no effects I knew I know that, yeah. So Fat Mike from No Effects, yeah, has a label called Fat Records. Yeah, you know, there's basically Fat Records and Epitaph. Yeah, those are like the two, like punk labels that really matter. Yeah, and there's like Strung Out and Lagwagon, No Effects. Yeah, I think for me, like I grew up like listening, like my parents playing a lot of like old school punk and stuff like that, and I heard all the stories of what it was like and all that stuff, and I idolize that in my head but mm-hmm. i never knew like all the especially me being so dyslexic i like can't remember a band name to save my life like if it sounds familiar i've probably heard so what it, are you like know? your favorite bands do you I, like i'm so bad with bands. i like title fight right now Can right now it's different than the old punk RKL, i have no idea like just a quickie yeah i mean like, i don't really feeling. i mean honestly like rkl is just like they're like just a shitty version of Lagwagon. Honestly, like, like, I, like, I know the band, bro, but I like right now. You like like the dirty, yeah, the dirty. Like I, I love that. Like yeah. I, it, it adds to my like tweaker, like homeless, like I'm this shitty rat on the street that you look at in disgust of how I want people to look at me. You it know? hits an emotion, yeah. Yeah, they're dope, but yeah. like that's punk rock to me. I, nowadays they're calling all kinds of stuff punk rock, but but then like watch this yeah. is this is faster than that. Watch. Oh no, it's slow. But watch what it picks up. But it's got melody. Yeah, and then oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be selfish right now. And just watch what it picks up. It's so clean, though. It's hard for me to yeah, think it is punk rock. 
Yeah, Guilt melodies and stuff. Dude, and what he's talking about is so amazing. Mm-hmm. Guilt, shame, depression, anxiety. It's like fucking amazing, bro. My first CD in my truck when I first turned like 16 or 17 was Smut Peddlers. And I like yeah. I listened to them my whole life, but I never knew they were an NA band until I was in rehab. Oh, and I was were. like I listening to the lyrics again, and I was like, oh, got it. You know, like figured it out you know yeah and i'm like (laughs) fully realizing that and i mean that's what every i grew up in sobriety right um my mom got sober when i was six and like i told you earlier we had meetings like tuesdays and thursdays at my house and so like everyone was always playing like all these punk songs that were like smut peddlers or like goldfinger i think was it you that i talked to about that earlier no but i'm tight with john feldman yeah yeah like he's sober my stepdad's favorite fucking like punk band you know he's like an icon in the oh oh yeah yeah and he produces a bunch of stuff i feel like can you you get get him on the podcast i mean i could try but people (sighs) you could try yeah i don't know i feel like yeah i mean i gotta try harder to get people on i feel like i need someone like woody that's like trying connected no like that's trying oh like, yo, like, I just, I don't want to put myself out there. I feel that. It's hard to, like, ask for shit. Yeah. Um, Asking for, like, help and shit like that is my worst nightmare. Um, yeah. So I, like, will I'll be like, yo, come do the podcast. Like, you know, I got, like, a half a million followers. Like, is that good enough for you? You know what I mean? What about that one cool? dude, Kells? Machine Gun Kelly? No, not, no, it was this chick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he shout out to Kells and his girlfriend. Yeah, I mean, he would uh he lives kind of far, but yeah, I feel like you so like this is something I've been thinking about kind of a little bit lately with like the OnlyFans stuff and just like being like uh raw and like uh just like on the edge. Mm-hmm. Like you get sober, right? And mm-hmm. like either you have healthy outlets, mm-hmm. you know? Because we're extreme, dude. Yeah. We can't just get sober and just be like angels. Yeah, dude. That doesn't work for me. So if you yeah. don't want to get loaded, do those things. Yeah. So I, that's be, been a big part of like what I've been trying to like be and talk about is like it's okay yeah. to be like a little crazy. Yeah. To fight. To like like sex to to like but like just don't get loaded yeah. and like be imperfect yes and you can stay alive. That's exactly what like Tyler can like vouch for me on this. Is what I try to get me and my sponsees. We meet up every Saturday and we do just crazy shit, you know. Because and I I but all my sponsees are like those crazy kind of kids that like need that, you know. Like yeah. Shoreline tried to get me sober and like made me try to make me into this professional human being, and that doesn't work for me, right? Yeah. I can't do that. Like it's like oh god, no, get away from me, you know. And like the guys yeah. I sponsor are the same way, and so we go and we do these crazy things that we bond together and we create a brotherhood and a family, you know, while doing that. You like know? what? Just like what, whether it's going skating, yelling at people, fucking like breaking things. Like I like there's one night we were out and we like we like destroyed a microwave, throwing it at each other and chairs and like all kinds of other stuff that I got taken down off of TikTok for for that too. Yeah. You know, like that's funny. Dude, there's just like I feel like in my early sobriety, I did a lot of crazy, just shit. destructive things. Yeah. You know, because yeah. we're in a lot of pain. You know, and that feels yeah. good to get like that destruction out, whether we realize it's plus you're of still pain young, or not. Man. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I would say just be careful. Like we want to try to not do shit that's illegal, just because yeah. then you can get into trouble yeah. and then the repercussions. So I think that it's okay to not grow up, but it's yeah. important to like have a life. Yeah, it's, and it, be responsible. It's 100%. it's about playing the fucking game, dude. Like when you go out into the real world, it's like what these places teach us is it teaches teaches us to suit up and show up. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And like be professional, shake hands with who we need to shake hands with and like act cool. But like really when we go home, we're just like still kind of fucked up. And it's like, we can't just act like we're perfect all the time. You have to let that out. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're teaching them upstairs. It's like, bro, like we're teaching you how to be professional so you can be in the real world. But you're never going to be like, maybe some people are, but like, Guys like us, we're never going to be like a fucking... That's when I got the neck tattooed on group night. You were like, looked around at me and Mikey. You're like, what are you doing? He's like, we're never going to get re- like real fucking jobs. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, And if I get that job and they fucking judge me for this shit, like, I don't want it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just a balance of trying to fucking have one toe in the water in the real world and then one toe and like still being my fucking self. And it, it gets confusing, but like... I feel like these places help you find that. 100%. I think that's not said enough because like the whole time I was at Shoreline, for instance, I I looked up to these people and I was like, their lives are perfect. They're perfect. They don't ever have an issue. You know, like what, how, you know, it feel, it felt so obtainable, but for, to, to have someone that like was still a little bit like crazy, but like still had a little bit of issues, like that's obtainable to me, you You, know, know like though. That's not just attainable, but that's probably more healthy. Yeah. Because those dudes that look like they got it all together, yeah. they don't. Yeah. And then you find out they like get a divorce. Yeah. Or they're like a pedophile or like they're like I've heard so many crazy stories about people just snapping and like people cutting other people out of their life. And just like turning their back on loved ones and just doing all kinds of fucked up shit. And it's just like, don't try. You don't need to try to be perfect. Like let yourself be imperfect so that you don't like crack or break or snap. It's kind of relevant. Yeah, but that's like like in the steps already. It's like you are trying to manage your own life by being perfect we're not supposed to manage our own lives we're supposed to let a higher power do that right so who knows what your higher power you know has in store but i hear what you're saying that's cool you know what that made me think (laughs) of is like the advice that we were recently given like you can't show them upstairs that you're struggling you know what i'm saying right and we're like, why the fuck not? Right. And then it's like, oh, because you can't, because this is how it's done, because this is how it's done. Well, well, it's like, well, well we're trying to fucking pivot and like yeah, be normal. Yeah. And that's mm. where it gets tricky. Like, how can we do things different? I mean, where, not how can we, but where should we be doing things different? And where is like the old way not serving the residents or new people in recovery. And I do think that like learning to lose and this whole idea of like vulnerability is my strength and like, I'm not perfect. Mm -hmm, That's the whole message behind the brand is like, that is like the mission statement behind everything I'm trying to do right now. And why would I not be an example of that up there? And when I'm fucked up, I get to say like, I had a hard week this week. Yeah. I'm tripping too. Yeah. I think for me, like when I manage my house, I'm, I'm, 
when I'm going through it, I go to my guys in the house. Right. You know, I'm vulnerable with them. I, I show them when I'm not good. When I'm having a mental breakdown with my sponsee, I let myself have a mental breakdown with my sponsee because I need to break down right there and I need to feel that right now. Yeah. You know? Okay, let me just stop for a second. Sorry. So, no, oh. I'm just I have an, a question. So you it's think it's really okay right. to have a sponsor who has a mental breakdown? Is that what you guys are saying? I yeah. Well, well yes, but we're talking also about like <laughs> managing a house managers. And, and all these people yeah. who are like yeah, newly like, sober yeah. and you have to be an example. Yeah, I get it. But it kind of is it works for both because you respect your sponsor and you take his advice. And these people in this house will respect you and take your advice. So I'm just wondering, so it's okay to do that. It's okay to show that. What, do you have to tame it or something? You have well, to subdue it a bit? I think it's human. I and, mean, it's yeah, it's reality. Because that way, it's just the same thing with the, the learning to lose shit. It's like, if we can be an example of like what not having it figured out looks like, than other people who don't have it figured out. Because we never have it fucking figured out. And if we think yeah. we do, we're wrong. Yeah. yeah. And so then, let then me let me just ask you. So you're his sponsor. So when he's tripping, how yeah. do you feel? Like, do you like think, oh man, this guy, he can't be my sponsor. Or you think cool or? So, so in the past attempts at sobriety, I would come into these rooms or, you know, go into treatment and see all these people who looked perfect. You know, these people who like put on a suit and made sure they had their lives together. At least, you know, that's what they showed off, right? Mm -hmm. Or that was our perception. Yeah, that was the perception, you know, all that. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, right? And I immediately did not feel good enough. I immediately was like, I will never be that person Mm -hmm. because I have the tattoos, because I have, like, you know, the legal stuff, because of whatever it is, because of the mental illness. I was always like, I'll never be that person. I would give up. Now, today, I have a sponsor who is a very genuine, real person, you know, like, like I get to see the imperfections. I get to see the struggles because that's the reality of like recovery is life will never be perfect. You know, life is never going to be just this absolutely awesome thing every day. Like, I mean, and I know a lot of people think that, you know, a lot of people come into these rooms thinking like, I'm going to change my life a hundred percent and like never have a bad day again. But like you touched Mm -hmm. on at the beginning, life sucks sometimes sober, you know, mm-hmm. like, like the mental stuff is still there. The, the past, the baggage, all of that stuff is still there. And sometimes so it's hard. It's harder yeah. sober. Cause you don't have your medicine, right? Exactly. I mean, that's yeah. the thing is like, if, if I want an easy way out, I could go back to drugs, you know, like at least that's the same every day. Like, I mean, that's the reality of life is like, I only learn and grow when I work through my struggles and I get to see that on a day to day basis with Dylan here. So your answer is cool. Cool having a transparent Where are you putting that? Um, Learning sponsor. to lose. I'm not in on it. I think. Right, well, can you drop it to Mikey when he gets down? Well said. Lots of yeah, clip right there. Was, I think from the fucking sponsor. Yeah, I think another thing too is like I don't break down around him all the time. You know, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I was if I was six months sober, I would be breaking down every day. I wouldn't know my left hand from my goddamn right. toenail. You, got some you know, yeah. like but like I've maybe had one or two breakdowns around him, and we hang out quite often. You know, and that shows him, and he knows where I came from, and so it shows him that there's pro- like he he can get better it gets better it's not always horrible you know you can get to a place where you have more happy days than not you know but there's still going to be bad days and that's okay you know yeah a lot of days are happy and sad you know it's up yeah. and down right? and, and if you're not presenting that then people are going to feel worse mm-hmm. can i play devil's can i play devil's advocate advocate though okay my sponsor is boundary city 
You know what I mean? He mm. like he didn't invite me to his wedding, but his fiance is like really good friends with my sister. Invited her, right, invited right, all right. of my homies. He's always from got back it home. To, he's always got it together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, from where you're sitting, from where I'm sitting, he's always got it together, dude. He invited me to his yeah. birthday party. I showed up. You know what I mean? I didn't know anyone. I didn't yeah, know anyone there. On. I invited him to your house, bro. Okay. He didn't show. But hold on a second. But we went surfing. How much meet. time does he have? Six, seven, eight years, something like that. And he graduated Liberty House. Liberty Ranch. Okay, so that's the thing is like, maybe he does, maybe he is got it all together. He does. He does. Like, he's like figured it out and he's like doing good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, how long has he been with his chick? Five years. They're married now. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe he's just like got it figured out at the same time though it's like i couldn't switch sponsors because this person knows like spirituality and me more than anybody and like forever like that will like for sure be my sponsor i believe like my higher power yeah i believe my higher power put him in my life (laughs) for a reason so he's literally never said to you yeah i can relate this is what's going on no he has but he's never like had a breakdown with me yeah but he's got issues yeah you know that he's had issues. But he's, he's also struggling. like a full-blown therapist. Like program director of like a bunch of like So basically he doesn't share his people. shit with that kind of stuff with you too much. No. I mean when I did my fifth step, he leveled with me. He was like, listen, bro, this is what I did. This is what I did. But it always comes back to like where's your relationship with God? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. So here's, here's the thing. If we're in a position where we're managing or sponsoring – multiple people i mean especially managing so if we're if we're managing a sober living with 15 20 people we we do need to be like a beacon Mm -hmm. of light and hope and we do need to have it together and we need to like not show like i remember when the house had covid and someone was having seizures on the fucking in the kitchen (coughs) and the entire facebook uh, community was attacking graceland and the cops were showing up and Mm -hmm. it felt like the house wasn't gonna make it like it was on fire first couple months of us opening this house Mm -hmm. being i don't think there's ever been a sober living that's opened like with like a bang like loud like Mm -hmm. online as Mm -hmm. this house Mm -hmm. has there not that I know Probably of. Not. And and we were just getting attacked from every angle. Yeah. My partner would show up crying because she has been in this industry for a long time. And mm-hmm. everyone that she knew was like, oh, we're not fucking with you anymore. Black You're like breaking. You can't do this. You can't be online with a sober living. So No, they were I cool had, with it. No, but until I had, we got the hate. The point I'm making is that I had to show up to mm-hmm. work even though I was like dying inside and yeah. i had to just like be a guy who had it together and i had to be an inspiration for everyone 100 i mean at my house there's like there was one night for instance like this we had this guy come out he was freaking out because one of our guys was ODing, and it's like in that moment i can't freak out you know like i right. can't freak out while someone's OD'ing. like inside yeah are. but inside i'm freaking out right i'm like oh my <laughs> yeah. god my best friend might die right now holy shit you know but then like i have to be like okay you grab the narcan and i have to orchestrate people as i'm like trying to like get them in the right position and stuff like that and then like fuck dude like the kid that like in the house that saw it happen like left because of it i don't mm-hmm. think that's really why he left but like that's what he said you yeah, know but it it's like but at the same time, it's like in that moment, I can't be the one freaking out. You I know? just see, I just see all I'm seeing is program. Like we will 
know how to intuitively know how to yeah, handle situations. Yeah. Baffle us, us. But also yeah. we're not perfect. We're not saints. Like it's yeah. just all in the literature. It's yeah. a time it's, and a place thing, I believe. Yeah. You know, it's a very um it's very the moment. But if we're talking you know? about if we're talking about managing a sober living, yeah. We do have to you have need to have together. some sort of show that you figured out something that these kids or whether it's women or men want Otherwise, they're not going to stay there. But isn't it like really a gray area sort of thing instead of like I have to be strong all the time or I can be emotional in front of this person? Don't you guys think it's very important to take it on a case-by-case basis? Yeah, yeah, but I think it's just like all that boils down to is you're a beacon of light for all these people. You give them hope and then when you fuck up and everyone knows it, you admit it and be like, yo, I do the same shit. That's it. And and how are you being a beacon of light? Are you being a beacon of light by being vulnerable or are you being a beacon of light by being strong in this moment? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like in the moment if something crazy is going on, you have to keep it together. Like we said, right. But after the fact, you can go up to one of your guys and be like, man, that was really gnarly. You know, we, 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 we just, I feel, yeah, we as managers or mm-hmm. owners in my case, we have to, embody like strength we just yes, have to and we can get vulnerable but we can't really but there's strength and vulnerability because yeah. like yeah, so not, many times not... you've been like you're fucking you're you're just like this is fucking with you like you're fucked up right now and then you go back to yo when i was like new in sobriety this is what happened mm-hmm. and that's vulnerability but it's also strength just sharing your fucking experience yeah yes. but I, i'm just trying to all i'm trying to say is there's like a difference like and and so we just have to be a little bit more together, like in the sober living, you know, mm-hmm. if we're sharing at a meeting and that's one thing that I think that people need to do more of at meetings is like he said, yeah, they tell their story how they were fucked, mm-hmm. but like they're never fucked right now. Mm-hmm. But like sometimes you feel that way. Mm-hmm. So that's the difference is I've mm-hmm. shared from the podium about being fucked like right now, like with mm-hmm. 12 years sober mm-hmm. or 16 years sober. Mm-hmm. That's what I think is missing from like, that's the whole like learning to lose thing. And on TikTok too, but like up there in that house, like I can't be like all the way vulnerable right now. Right. I have to do that with my sponsor, my wife and like at home, like we do need to be like, yeah, but I go to you for that shit too. I call you. Yeah. That's okay. But not in front of them. No. Well, I did fuck up a couple of times, but like. Like, yeah, like, like not, last week, like, front of them. like we do need to present, we can't be like arguing and shit. In front yeah. Of them no, like, you, yeah. you have to take each other's backs fully in front of them, yeah. you know? And it's like, like if I, I say at a house meeting, like, all right, this is what's happening right now. And this is how it's going to go moving forward. Like, cool. All right. Next, you know, yeah. like the other house managers can't argue with me in that moment. Yeah. You know, that's what's happening now, you know, because th- that looks bad, you know? Yeah. Um, I think that, at the same time, being as a house manager, able to receive criticism is a huge fucking like strength if you're able to take it correctly. Mm, yeah. Um, because I think no matter where you're at, you're still learning. I'm still learning. Yeah. I had no idea how to manage a house other than what I saw at Shoreline when I when I started managing, and I've learned a lot. I know how to manage a house pretty well today. You so know, how I far? How long is the drive? The drive. It was a uh, from here. No, for, to here. Oh, to here. Yeah. How long was it? I was asleep. Yeah, Dylan was asleep the whole time. I want to say it was like three hours or so in traffic. Fuck. 
Well, maybe you can jump in on Zoom once in a while. Yeah, for sure. So we have house meetings on Thursday at 8. Yeah. And they're like, we need support sometimes. Yeah. So maybe check that out. Okay. That would be like, I think, it, I mean, look, it helped me a lot. Yeah. In early sobriety. Yeah. And that's two years, three years. Yeah. Like, it, it could be really good for you to be like. That'd be dope just to like bring him in and like have him come around. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. That's, but I mean, you know, fucking three hour drive. Yeah. But like, thank God for Zoom. I mean, you're literally welcome anytime. But yeah. like, we'll, Woody will text you the Zoom link. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, we just, I'd love to have you be a part of it on, on whatever level you can. Yeah. If there's anything I can do, I'm always down. Yeah, well, I, I mean, really just these going. groups, these house meetings are yeah. like, like they need to hear it from different people. Yeah, if you get the same thing from mom and dad every day, it gets mm. old after a while. Just you like know? dad, mm-hmm. you need like someone that comes in and is like, oh, hey, like this too, and it could be the same thing you were gonna say, you know, but it's different because it comes from someone else. Did you guys mm-hmm. like write words that you're sober living? We did write words. I was the last one to write words until I think they just brought it back again. Like, I would literally, the night they took it away, I had to write, like, 1,500 words, and I was, like... Took it away? Yeah, they stopped doing it for a while. Um, They never did, like, 100,000 words. What about, like, 5K? No, not even that, And what about reflections? Reflections? Well, what's your guys' reflections? Like, what is that? Can't talk to anyone. Bro, who, like, runs your house? Because I feel like they took the structure and put their own spin on it. Like, this cat's got a PB on his fucking cell phone. They're flirting with the words, and then we have the reflections. Yeah, what's his name? What's the the guy who started it? Um, I don't know. Robert Smith. It was years and years and years ago. Right. Yeah, it's been around for a while in Encinitas. Yeah, they're linked up for sure. Yeah. So basically, if you get more than a thousand words, you're on reflections, which um, means you can't talk to anyone in the house until you finish your essay. No, the way they don't even do that. And if you do talk, yeah. it's a thousand more words. Yeah, it gets kind of gnarly over yeah. here. Yeah, no, I like that because <laughs> yeah, you need that. Dope, dude. Certain dude. people need that. Not everyone needs that. You no, know? no, no, like, no, no. Not everyone needs it. We've been But there. everyone will benefit yes, from it. Yes, that's what I think. Did I tell you that earlier? I was like, everybody fucking needs that, whether you're a yeah, like, yeah, we were drug addict about or not. It. You know, like, like You'll benefit from that. Dude, if you go to rehab and you just be like, oh, yeah, I'm a drug addict, you'll learn so much about yourself, even if you're not a drug addict. You know, like. Right. You'll like, never be this. It's like, it's like, like an acid trip, bro. And she was just a nut. Not yeah. an addict or an alcoholic. Oh yeah, I've dated a couple of those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, people are so accepting too. So even if you're kind of not right, people accept you. So yeah. What trips me out though is like your mom's 16 years sober. I've literally met your stepdad multiple yeah. times in Santa Barbara. Yeah. And oh, then really? we, yeah, we were there at the same fucking time, bro. You know my old roommate who's sober. You know yeah. a bunch of the sober cats, and you, you were just hit like my best one- friend with a car. I hit your best friend with a car <laughs> and was like, you deserved it, like, outside of a pizza place. And um, we were, like, in the same place at the same time, but you just got fucking lost and, like, wound up in fucking Arkansas and then, like, made your way. It's crazy. So yeah. you knew him back then, too? You had no, met bro, but, like, him. this is what happens. Like, God puts random people in my fucking life. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, I lost my job at the same fucking time. Someone told me to hit up Pat because he's opening this sober living Graceland. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yo, we're running this structure. And I'm like, my sponsor did it. I know people that have done it. I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing, but I'm just going to like learn on the fly. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I did. And like, dude, I think God did that for a reason. And like, 
I feel like I can connect with you too. And it's just like mm. weird how like yeah. I form these fucking random ass relationships. They're like tattoos. Mm-hmm. Like you told me, I'm like, you're like, you're like, like my tattoos, I was freaking out about them. And you're like, yeah, dude, it looks kind of busy. And then one day you looked at me, you're like, it's crazy just how they like become part of you. And it's yeah. just like perfect. Yeah. And I feel like that's the same way with relationships. Yeah. And everything in life. Yeah. 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 <laughs> also, also the social media thing. You, you you wanted to be a part of that, and you embraced that, and you're good at it. But I was such a fucking wuss, dude. Yeah, I was trying to get really? this kid in on it. I was he's like, bro, you got to do it. You yeah, got it. Really good at it. This dude is looking at ten years right now, and I'm like, bro, if you could just like get a following and like put that shit out there, and you take that shit to court, they listen to that shit. The world listens to it. And like, he's like, yeah, but I'm scared around the camera. So I showed him that first TikTok I did with you and Mikey, where I was just like, I don't know what to do. Wait, bro. hold on. You're, you're looking at ten years. Yeah, yeah. Right now, I'm looking at ten years for what. Uh, fentanyl sales, meth, uh, firearms charges, fraud, burglary. Fuck. Yeah. Fraud? And Woody's solution to that was get a large following. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you know, my solution obviously was to get sober, you know, which a lot of people doubt because they feel like if I do any time, I'll immediately relapse. And my, my idea behind it is like, if I was going to relapse, I would have done it by now. You know, I didn't build all this up. Like, even if I do have to go away, like, I'm not going to get high over it. You know, I already would have. I've had a lot of things happen in sobriety this time that have, like, just brought me to my knees, you know? Like, I had to deal with my best friend's first birthday without him here, you know? Like, I had to deal with the court stuff, you know? Like, I mean, I literally come from, like, extreme homelessness. Like, right before I came out to San Diego, I was sleeping in porta potties and abandoned houses, you know? It's like, mm-hmm. it has not been easy. <laughs> And if I didn't want it, I wouldn't be doing it. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a fairly serious deal, I guess. You'd be surprised. So you're in sober living right now? Yeah, I am. So are they all going to go to court with you and all that sort of stuff? So I have a... It's like a grand jury trial or something like that. And I have a... My first hearing, or like, you know, I already entered it. Well, jury trial is perfect because if you bring people and they're supporting you and shit like that, that will influence. I mean, I don't know what's going to, but it could influence the jury. Yeah, definitely. Um, I have letters right now, you know, but I mean, half the issue is so, like, part of me being a free man right now is that I have to attend my court, like, over phone or Zoom. Oh. So. You can't actually go. I It's in Arizona. Oh. Is that fair? I guess so. I mean, with the pandemic, who knows? I guess it's just new rules. And yeah, I mean, like, I don't, I don't know if fair really. I don't know if it's fair or unfair. It just is. Well, trials are supposed to be fair, but they're not <laughs> really. I guess. Uh, Later, Mikey. Love you, dog. So to get me, see you, dog. I'll put us in a group chat. All right. All right. Yeah, we used to do a Sermon on the Mount meeting, but... It died. It's fucking dead. Yeah. But you should still come, Sam, because we can do a podcast next Monday. You're gone. Sam's gone. (laughs) Yeah, I was like... (laughs) Oh, no, I think he's upstairs with Carter. Yeah. Well, it was good talking to you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Thanks for like uh, having us here tonight. You know, you, your facility is absolutely beautiful. You guys are doing a, I've been to a lot of sketchy treatments, you know, and you guys are, you know, so transparent and stuff about it. Like, I think it's a great thing you guys have going here right now. Mm-hmm. You know, like those people upstairs need you guys. 
Yeah, uh, can we like close on like what we were talking about earlier, like what you guys see on the internet versus like it kind of worked out perfect. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I'm like come at ten, he shows up at eight thirty because he's gonna go early. We're supposed to get burritos, and then you actually like got to be here all fucking day, and it happened by accident, but you got to see like a full day here. You know what I mean? It was so they saw like dinner. They saw the he did the walkthrough on the Instagram yeah, today. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like. You guys like got to see everything. I just wanted to see like what your all's perception of our day to day was. You can go first. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think it's very important that you bring that up because uh, there is the controversy online and all that garbage that was discussed. And like to be entirely honest, like after having spent a day here, like that's not the image that I get from you guys. You know, that's not the image we get here. Um, being able to walk through the facility, being able to witness dinner where you both, you know, offer, offer constructive criticism and then build people up. Like, I mean, seeing this whole process one day of it, um, I feel like really highlighted like the wonderful aspects of this program. Yeah. I think. Thank you. Um, there's, I, there's not very many like real programs that like, do shit right right like a lot of people like i told you earlier were like really sketchy and there's weird shit happening all the time and like this place seems like there's so much like love right mm. there's so much genuine love and care about furthering people and helping people and putting people like above where they could have ever imagined like the one thing with like let's get your license this week you know, like, let's do it like as a house, you know, and making them not feel alone yeah. and like huge life, like things, you know, that yeah. like are scary, you know, but you're not doing it alone. You have your yeah. sober family, you yeah, know, like, and <laughs> I didn't even, she's like scared to like drive. It's crazy. <laughs> she's scared of her own shadow right now, but she's gotten so much fucking better. Dude. Yeah. Everyone has. She like follows him online and like, she's like a fan of his and we showed up at her work today and surprised her. Oh really? Yeah. She was like, oh my God. That's so cool. I know. Yeah, it was pretty rad. Dude, the food there was so good. But, like, the way everything is run is is so out of love and pure heart, you mm -hmm. know? And it doesn't get better than that. You and should have like, had him say that at dinner. Um, Maybe next time. Yeah. If you want to go somewhere else, you're wrong. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, this is about as good as you're going to get it from what I've seen. Yeah. You know? It's, especially with how much structure there is. Like... If you need a place to go that's like, and you're like pretty fucked and you're like, oh, the rehab didn't work for me and you should try this place. And like, I bet it will work if you work it, you know? Yeah. That's so crazy. Cause we're, we're constantly trying to fix everything. You know what I mean? And we don't get to see it from any other perspective, but our own. No, but I know. Yeah. I know that what we're doing is fire. Right. Yeah, I mean, dude, the first fucking, the first, like, six months were, like, me just obsessively trying to have the structure be, like, Liberty House, mm -hmm. which is fucking gnarly. Mm -hmm. Like, this shit is, if you see a cup left out, mm -hmm. you need to do an investigation. Mm -hmm. Whose cup was left out? Mm -hmm. Oh, we don't have an answer. Maybe there's going to be a group. Three hours. Mm -hmm. Three hours. We're figuring it out. Like, just gnarly, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, and you're on reflections and you see a cup left out. You can't just, like, say who's cut. You need to, like, go to the GIC and then they need to. It's, like, the gnarliest structure. 
that's just one example. I mean, I don't even know how to like where to begin. I thought, I thought getting shoes on the carpet was a pretty crazy thing. There's just so like, did you see how three people cop yeah. to strikes tonight? Yeah, like creating that kind of a culture in a house yeah. takes so much it fucking takes, time and energy yeah. and work, yeah. right? And people have had to leave, dude. There's 17 people here, bro. That's out of like 50. Two weeks ago, we had 26, bro. So many people have left because they Mm -hmm. just can't fucking hang, dude. Yeah. Most people can't, but if you want to get sober, you're going to do whatever it takes. They didn't want to get sober. They're fucked up. Yeah. Well, that's the cool thing about the structures. It sort of weeds out the people who aren't willing and who are. 100%. Because I don't... But but yeah. The unwilling would foul up the house, too. Yeah. But what I was getting at was that now that we're like eight months in, Mm -hmm. some of the people that were helping us with the structure, because Mm -hmm. I didn't graduate Liberty House either. Mm -hmm. I just like was saw something that was so uh, it was like a miraculous. It like it changed me. And I was so drawn to that. Mm -hmm. Like what I saw happening there Mm -hmm. was so profound. And it had such a profound effect on me mm-hmm. that I just always wanted to do something like that. Yeah. So creating it was hard. And he sort of thinks that like he gets caught up thinking like, oh, we need to do better or we're not, um, you know, he, he, there's no more people helping us now. It's all yeah. him. Yeah. He's the program director. Yeah. And he didn't go through a place like this. Yeah. So, I went through a place. But not like this gnarly. Like you had no. to learn about this structure. I did. Yeah, you're right. But yeah, that's the thing though. But like also living here and being so caught up in it and I just notice everything, bro, what happened to you too? It yeah. sucks you in. Yeah. And like I'm obsessed with trying to like make everything work. And my goal is just for everyone to fucking be sober. And I, that's the thing that I forget sometimes. Like with the Johnny shit. Yeah. But like he sat in it for 24 hours and we made content in the garage. He like made a video today that was actually pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty funny. And then fucking today at dinner, like he got a pull up. I saw him like sigh and I was like, Johnny, what's up? Hold your head up. He holds his head up. He copped us some shit. I gave him credits and I fucking see some growth. That's dope. You know what I'm saying? Like, but like what I was basically saying was it is nice hearing mm-hmm. oh, yeah, that yeah, we're yeah, doing yeah. good because we don't really have any more like the people that were helping us have like kind they're all, of they're all gone? I mean, pretty much. Wow. In the beginning, like people were hyped, like some of the Liberty House graduate guys that were my friends, they were mm-hmm. coming around a lot, helping us with the structure. They're all gone. Mm-hmm. So, so it's just us Woody now. and whatever. And he's stuff. thinking, Oh man, like can we do it? Is it, is it still good? And like, yeah, it is good. And we're fucking doing it. Mm-hmm. And like, it's good. It's going to be good enough Yeah. because like, even if we like cut some corners or we don't go all the way on certain things, like mm-hmm. that's okay. Cause to be honest, like the way Liberty house was doing it 20 years ago, 10 years ago, was that's too gnarly. It's not going to fly yeah. today. Like they're like, these motherfuckers are like, it's a shame based fear based shit. Yeah. So if we're trying to bring like love and inspiration to that, it's okay if we like, you know, let someone get five thousand credits for like doing some extra duties. Yeah, or like, like that, yeah. that's that's like crazy. Or like here, getting you know? yeah. like, like getting he, Shane a car and then letting him talk to his girlfriend. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like and like not, not having him stay on fucking non-com with this chick. I don't know if you guys know about. Like, yeah, we've heard about we it. Yeah, yeah. So there's just so many different. It's cool. Like you're learning a new language. Yeah. 
plus he's having you're having life experience and you're in the house with the support i think it's good i think that tough love shit like that never flew with me in a those people that said you know sit down and shut up and like fuck off you know, I, I just never i got the tough love huh i have to i do tough love but i yeah but well, you're saying different shit works for different people yeah. for me i'd just be like i if someone yelled at me i'd feel bad and i'd leave you know Caleb, you look good with glasses on. Oh, that's a. That's just. I think it's good that it's not so. So, like people having life experiences while in sober living, I think that's. To me, I think that's good. I mean, that's the way I take the people through the steps. I'm slow. We talk about it. We live it. We do it. It's not like bam, bam, bam. You're done. You know. Mm -hmm. So I had a conversation with this dude yesterday who owns a sober living with fifty beds, right? And, yeah. and and he was like, I see what you're doing. And when I initially saw it, I didn't really fuck with it. But now I do. And I feel like I've been put here to be a part of this, like, revolution. Because for a long time, no one's wanted to, like, change anything from when Bill and Bob did it. And, like, mm -hmm. I do believe that we're all sort of a part of, like, a changing of the tides and like mm -hmm. a revolution or like just upgrading or just evolving the sober culture or even bringing it back. Who says Bill and Bob were in a tough love, you know? Well, I'm not even talking oh. necessarily about, yeah, it's our time though. I'm not <laughs> talking. Yeah, that's it. It's like, yeah. you know, we're just carrying the beacon and letting it like, we're just like letting it be online. And we're talking about it. And we're sort of like getting rid of the anonymity thing a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Like you fucking talked about AA. I, you're like, you straight up just said 12 steps, alcoholics not. And I was like, right on, dude. He's not even tripping. <laughs> it's like some of these older dudes are like, you can't say a alcoholics anonymous. You have to say the program. Yeah. And it's like, what are we doing? Dude, like that, that's the... That is what saved my life. So why the fuck would I not talk about it? You know, like because of the anonymity. Thing. Shane's gotta like press radio. Well, you know, Shane's I, gotta talk to this dude. 100%. I fucking gave that up the second I made a TikTok. So you know, do you hear Shane's voice when he talks a little bit? I do. Sorry, I, I, I hope okay. Shane can have enough humility to like take direction or advice from him and learn from him. But so you guys got to go, right? Yeah, we gotta go. Uh, we, uh, yeah, great yeah, great yeah. talking to you. What? Yeah. Oh, I was. I just wanted him to talk about like his science behind like a TikTok blowing up. How like the two three seconds thing kind of oh, reminds like, me of like what grab you do them right away. Oh yeah, you have to grab them right away, and every like three seconds there has to be something. Whether it's like a zoom in on the camera, or it's like right. a fucking way that you like look away and then look back if it looks cute. It has to be. Doesn't matter what it is, you know. You can yeah. like randomly snap your finger in the back of the video, and like it'll. Keep... You just have to always yeah. be thinking. Whoever's watching this doesn't have a long att attention span. Yeah, and they don't have to watch it either. So why the fuck would yeah. like I, I? There's so much that goes into it that would yeah. that we could do a whole another podcast on just. But that. I did see you zooming in and out. I got it from him, <laughs> dude. I told <laughs> him the so story reason. about how, how many I followers did it. Do you have on TikTok? I have, I think, 85,000 right now on this account, and I haven't had this account for too long. And um, Also, every time you go down, you got to, like, re-get... Yeah, oh, so I've, I've, been, I've been taken down four times this year already, and I'm back at... Um, I mean, honestly, that's, like, so much... I got so much respect for that. Yeah. That's, like... That was so huge. hard the first time. That was, that was absolutely soul-shattering. But, 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 like, are you even talking... I know, you got to go. No, you're okay. <laughs>
<laughs> because you can't say like meth or it's hard when you're a sober yeah. guy because you, when you start talking about shit. No, not yet. I've been very, you very can, careful though. You can say meth. You can't type it. Right. Yeah, and you can't say you're doing meth. It's it's I did meth, or it's like. Wow. You, you have to learn all these different ways of saying things and like workarounds. And like, I just wish, like, if I could make the content I want.